This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the stars. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined in the studio today by David Moore and Evan Grant. And this is going to be our potpourri slash smorgasbord slash all-you-could-eat buffet. That's for Evan. Uh, about, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Stars, a little bit about the Nelson, a little bit about Tony Romo. Let's start with the Stars. They are, as we are taping this, they are playing... There's their morning skate. <laughs> They're in the morning skate. Right. That's and correct. As, you, as you're listening to this, Dallas-Fort yeah. Worth, uh, the outcome of Game 7 has probably <laughs> been decided. already been decided. So whatever what we your say thought? here. What did you think about? Yeah. What did uh, you think about Game 7? Uh, that's right. I will say this. The matter Because obviously this is a huge difference. If you... If if they win this game, <laughs> the season goes on. Well, no, but they're in the Western Conference Finals. What I'm talking about by looking back on the season. What do you say? How do you, do you how do you qualify it as a, as a success? If they get to the Western Conference Finals, okay, is it's it a already success. a success? Let's go there. Is it already a success, uh, regardless yes. of what happens in Game Seven? Was this a successful season for the Stars? I think that's a borderline question, uh, and I and I wonder if it's enough to that Jim Neal will get to keep his job. I don't know. Uh, I had this discussion with. Uh, Matthew DeFranks, who covers the stars for us the other night, we were going over a lot of things and and uh, and talking about. So, what does all this mean? You know, uh, because certainly this fan base is not happy with Jim Neal. Uh, that you know, here's a guy who came from from uh, Detroit, was you know, mm-hmm. arch, you know, had been part of Architect a, a of great it, yeah. organization there. It's going to do a lot of great things, and it just didn't pan out. Draft picks weren't panning out. You know, uh, he made one. He made the Tyler Sagan trade right away. That was big. But then there were a couple that didn't go so well, and and these and these high picks weren't working out, um, and they weren't winning. And you know, and uh, you got an owner now, Tom Gallardi, not real patient. You know, he averages about in the in the eight years he's been the owner of the team, they've averaged the, the average coaching tenure is two years. So um, look, they're ready to get some things done, make some things happen. Is it making the second round and going to seven games in the second round? Is that enough for Jim Neal to keep his job? I don't know. I mean, I think it's right on the border. I, my, I, my guess is that, yes, he will because they'll, they'll look at it and say he's made some good picks the last couple of years here. Now, there, there are some really good young players on this team. You know, Rupe Hintz, uh, been a, ter- a terrific pick. Uh, you know, Merrill Hetskinen, you know, the, you've already, the, the head coach has already compared him to a Hall of Famer at 19, yeah. and you've already had the goalie say he is a Hall of Famer at 19. Can uh, I just say this? Every yeah. time I think I hear Rupe Hintz, I think of Rumpelmintz. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin? Is that what you mean? No, Rumpelmintz is a peppermint liqueur. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for that uh, that insight. Into I'm the, sorry. The I, just, I, I just think that Mr. Should, sidetrack. There should be drinks made with Rumpelmintz named for Rupe Hintz. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe we with can do that. With your baklava? Yeah. 
yeah, to go along with the Baco. Maybe we can work that out. All right, uh, back to the hockey. So, so the point is, and then he made the big trade for of our Matt Zuccarello, who yeah. is uh, been outstanding. Oh my he god, is. this is you know what this podcast is all about now? What it's about Kevin pronouncing hockey names? <laughs> hockey name? <laughs> well, well, you got to pronounce it. What else am I going to do? <laughs> Say number thirteen. You know, go ahead. Okay, throw out a few new names. Well, they're not new names. They're guys who play for well, the Stars. Well, throw out a few names you've been practicing pronunciation on. <laughs> I, I don't need to practice pronunciations, unlike you. I so you're saying last night he was sitting at the kitchen table going through the, yeah. the Stars roster for this. I'm like able to, you remember that Saturday Night moment? Live episode where uh, Will Ferrell was doing George Bush at the debate? He's <laughs> 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 practicing can, all the world leaders. Can I just say this? What Are you going to say anything that is uh, really a contribution Pertinent. to this? Listen, or after, is it going to be after something you about schnapps? After you threw out is bored for the third consecutive week, I think the uh, the opportunity to say anything useful. Kind well, of I, I don't know why you'd be offended by smorgasbord, but, you know, go ahead. Well, neither would Rupay Mints. All right, get, get back. <laughs> Let's get back to the, the original question. Yes, there's a lot of good young players on this team. And uh, and then the, you know, the veteran players, the stars of the team, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, you know, they got called out by the, the CEO, Jim Lights. Uh, they, the, the whole team got called out by the head coach. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I do believe they will come back. I, I, I was really uh, bamboozled by, the, by the, their performance in the game the other day uh, on uh, – uh, Saturday was that Saturday? Yeah, um, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> know, my man. days mixed up. The weekend, yeah, the weekend, yeah. I was, I just couldn't believe it. I just thought, you know, they just didn't. And, and Montgomery characterized it as, uh, well, guys were trying to do too much. You know, instead of playing a team concept, they were trying to take the puck through two people, that kind of thing. Well, I, you can say that, but you're down one oh sixty three seconds into the game. Yeah, and but that, that's Which, not unusual for them in this series. That's the thing yeah. about uh, about Ben Bishop as a goalie. You know. For the most part, he's terrific. He will give up some goofy goals, mm-hmm. and and he and, and kind of it seems like he will give them up early uh, in a game. So they've been down one zero a lot. Well, I would suggest that that might be something to do with being a six seven goalie because there's going to be sometimes when your reactions it just takes your reaction time longer. You mean just getting warmed up? Mm, just just reacting. I mean, you've got longer limbs and everything, and I know that everybody thinks, okay, you know, put the big tall guy in goal, and that I mean, he's been he's been great this postseason. But I do think also pretty that great, not as great a, as he's been, not as great as he was during the regular season. There's a reason why um, there would be some fluky goals that he allows, and that might just be because it takes you know a little bit longer time to react because of how long the limbs are. Right. But that's my lesson in limology, <laughs> physiology. Wow. Okay. All right. So, but I just go back to this. If they lose tonight, and I yeah. mean, this is stupid that we're sitting here debating this before yeah. this game is played. Right. But if they lose tonight, it's going to be basically identical to the 15-16 season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, with the exception being that that year they won the division. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have some younger now you've players in place going forward. I think that's the, the feeling is, is that you this team is now – look, they kind of uh, – formed their identity at the all-star break the, yeah. Jim Montgomery was brought in to be an offensive coach oh we're gonna score you know Jim you know we're they're t- pulling us out of the Ken Hitchcock you know uh, horse and buggy era of all defense and now we're gonna re- really be exciting and that didn't happen you know they couldn't do it they couldn't get anything going until finally they decided you know what we're, we're great at the penalty kill 
We're pretty good defensively. Why don't we just try to do that? Let's try to win games two to one instead of five to four. And so that's what they started to do, and then they got better, and that's kind of what they became more or less. So I think that there's still time out there for them, them to develop something offensively. But, they, you know, especially as Zuccarello really kind of you know, mm-hmm. works his way because he was hurt for a while. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and He's a very here, creative player. He is. And here, here's the interesting thing about that. You know, if they don't make the, the, the Stanley Cup, um, then they don't have to give up as much for that trade. You know, mm-hmm. it all hinges on how, how well everything – they could end up losing two ones. So I'm not saying it's not worth it because he's a really good player. But that's a big difference between what sure. uh, it, it could be. So we'll see. I, I think that uh, you know. It, I would just. I would say my my take on this is that he would not lose his job after this season. Yeah, my take is he won't either. But I think it'll be very close. I think that we'll we'll see what uh, you know. Like as I said, Tom Gillardi is uh, of all the owners in this town. You know, we we've talked about. We know what Jerry's like, right? Uh, we 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 know pretty much what the Rangers owners are like. Um and and the Mavericks don't we, we certainly know what he's like. I would say that Tom Gillardi is probably the most impatient of the four. He, really? Yes. He's uh you know, he doesn't you know, all right, I'm gonna hire you, you're gonna do your job, uh, but I expect to see results. Uh I don't see results, I don't like this. No, you're out. Jim Lyons wouldn't have said what he said back in January if Gillardi hadn't have oh, signed off on it. My and, question uh, on my that spokesman was, for it. That's the, he was my was question really on that take on messenger Gil- boy. My question on that take on Gillardi is this: What um, Rangers owners have certainly proved patience um, in the last few years, but they came in and they won. They went to the World Series immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuban has won an, an NBA championship. Yeah. Jerry's won Super Bowls. Right. Um, Gillardi hasn't won anything since he took over the Stars. So I, I think that that impatience there is we've got to take it to the next level. I don't know that that's so much impatience as it is, as it is trying to set a bar. But, but here's the thing. As I said, when you were not paying attention a while ago, he's had four – he's had the average head coach in his eight years has spent two years on the job. Show me another of the other owners who have either had an, an average of, of a manager or a head coach a two-year. The only thing I would say on that is I still feel like if we were to go back and, and map this out, I think your average hockey coach tenure is far shorter than any of the other sports. Probably, and I, I, yeah, and, and and guys get traded more often, and there's more movement in the NHL. Guys get than there traded, is but but also, I mean, but, I I feel like you know you your ability to control the room is is more tenuous in hockey for whatever reason than it is in, in other sports. But it wasn't like that before, not in this market. Uh, and it was, you know, guys guys lasted a long time. They lasted as long as they wanted to, for the most part. Um, and and that that ha- that timetable has been sped up, uh, you know, with the new owner. So I well, I think yeah. that's that's the wild card in all this for me. Is well, he, the other thing too is I I mean I for people who say well you know it's a season of success already since I guess I was the one who asked the question. We still need to see what happens in Game Seven because if you went up in a series three two. Coming back yeah, home, sure. You lose four one. You lose game seven five one. You're not in it. That puts a much different look on. Okay, how far away is this team to get to where it needs? Was that, this just 
a young team that, that didn't know, didn't capitalize on the opportunity, or is there a flaw here? And is this team farther away than what? So, so I really think how tonight's game unfolds really is a, sure. a, a, I, I'm a not, big piece of that. I'm not ruling it out. Puzzle. I think that he'll come back. Certainly the head coach will come back. He's, this is his first year, Jim Montgomery. And I think the players have, have kind of warmed to his style and what he wants to do. So that's all good. Um, but I, I do think there's a le- legitimate question about whether uh, Jim Neal will be back uh, as a general manager. So it's, it's it's a very close call on that. Kevin, we're going to need to get out of here because your kids are calling you at a rapid basis. They are, uh, one after another. Uh, but let's – no, we, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, – we're going to move on now to – Well, uh, I don't want you to miss your children. To the, to the Nelson now. Uh, so the Nelson this week, I was intrigued, um, uh, and in reading about, uh, the changes made out at the course this year, the big changes were, you know, it, it's just little stuff for, for the, for the players, big changes for the fans, which was a good idea. I was out there last year and, you know, I was r- pleasantly surprised by, by Trinity forest and the, uh, and the course, uh, it looks a lot better in person than it does on television. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it has a really neat kind of feel to it when you're out there on the course, but the brutal thing was, and that's what I figured all along, is that where's the shade? Yeah. Where where are the fans going to stand? Yeah. There was none, no shade, and and then there's there was hardly even any water out there. You should have been giving away water out there. You shouldn't <laughs> have been charging it, whatever it was, some ridiculous. It seemed like it was eight dollars a bottle or something out there. <laughs> Uh, $8. But apparently now, like on some of the places on there, they have put a lot of shade, a lot of man-made shade out mm-hmm. there. They planted more trees over by the uh, mature trees over by the uh, – oh, I'm trying to think of where exactly where it was supposed to be. They planted some more trees around there, and then they've also put up man-made structures that will provide shade, which is a really good idea. So it should be a better fan experience from that standpoint, uh, which will be good. I don't know, uh, you know, uh, Brooks Kepka has is, is come out and number three in the world, and that was a big, big deal for the Nelson to get him. He didn't come last year, mm-hmm. and so he 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 wanted to see Standing what it was player, like. player, yeah. He's one of the- Absolutely. But, you know, if you look at the top 50 players, they're far more – uh, far higher uh, rank players playing uh, at, at what used to be called the Colonial. I'm going to still call it the Colonial yeah. myself. I don't like the Schwab business. <laughs> uh, so more players come into that. Uh, and, and matter of fact, more players who are just skipping the Nelson altogether and co- and go into that. Uh, so uh, it is still not caught on with uh, the rank players. There are more European players. The European players yeah. love this. Understandably, yeah. This course. It has more of a feel, yeah. They like it. You know, the young guys, who that was the funny thing last year. If you talk to a guy like Matt Kuchar, who didn't like it, clearly, uh, and but if you, or if you talk to the younger guys, especially the European guys, they all loved it. They mm-hmm. like they like it because there's there's a number of ways to approach yeah. holes. You know, you you don't necessarily have to play it like everybody it's else. Not does. just bombing it off the tee and then yeah, yeah. Evan, yes. let's mark that as a drop too. Oh my gosh! You know, if you're not going to say anything intelligent, we prefer you just sit there, which mean, would pretty much mean you'd just be well, sitting out an entire podcast, like every other podcast. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so anyway, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes this week, uh, and and I think that uh, uh, they have to hope that that Brooks has a really nice tournament. Yeah, and I think this also shows too, and 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 you saw this that the that just the respect and and I I think Byron Nelson was like a revered and and I would say almost beloved figure. Oh, in, absolutely. In golf and absolutely, his attachment to it was so strong. 
and it was his event, and so many players, out of respect for him, played here rather than in Fort Worth, I think, as, as you went through because of, because of that respect. And, and look, the, the Four Seasons did a great job. They, they were kind of ahead of the curve of giving players the amenities that you, know, you can't get at a lot of other tournaments. Well, now you're getting those at a lot of other tournaments. And so, uh, so it lost some of its luster. But, but Byron Nelson was such a driving force. His personality is what got so many of the top golfers to come. And, and now you're seeing, I think, that the natural, the, the other side of that, when you're that attached to a personality versus a venue or an overall event, how you're going to lose its luster and guys are going to go, well, this is one I'm going to, one I'm going to skip. Well, there were, you know, there were a number of things uh, uh, about all of that, and you're right, that they came because of Byron. There was no question about that. Um, but the, because um, it wasn't one of the, players favorite courses no they love the they love the facilities the facilities you yes. know they come there and their wives or their spouses or whoever sure. were were going to the spa every day and and plus you you get out you walk out of your hotel and right onto the course sure that's not the case now you know they're taking mm-hmm. a bus or they're taking you know limos to get down there to to trinity forest there's no place yeah. to stay down around there mm-hmm. and that's one of the big issues where do people you know where do you park when fans go down there it's, it's a mess you know mm-hmm. all that is not good so it raises the question of, of how long will the Nelson remain down there at Trinity Forest? I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it's, I think it was a five-year deal initially. Uh, so at least they're, they got uh, counting this year. They've got four years left. So we'll see. Um, I thought at one point they might even go back. Uh, you know, well, you to have the, the PGA season. coming in here in Frisco now, so and that got, may change the landscape and that, going and that, forward. And that probably will. You know, now that'll take a while. It'll take five years at least for that oh, well, to, sure. to sure. for those courses to mature and everything. Everything they, they're trying to get done there. But I certainly could see that going up there at, at that point. Well, too. you could also see more. I could also see more development going on Dallas and southward and westward towards Trinity Forest. It's possible, uh, you know. It's uh, but it's it's a gamble. There's no doubt about it. There's there's very there's slow to develop in that arm. Yeah, yeah. The city was very. Uh, the city was really taking a leap uh, with that and uh, and trying to to do something that would really be an anchor uh, in South Dallas and and something that that you could build around. But it's the nature of it. It is a preserve, you know, and, yeah. and so you've got, you, you can't develop right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it kind of had some built in issues w- that came with it. So, uh, it will be interesting to see how it goes and how far it goes. Um, I, I, I do hope it does. Well, I, I think it should at least get a shot. It's interesting. Uh, and I, and I was, I, I thought from the very beginning, this is a bad idea. You know, I just, because it, you know, the kind of course it was going to be, uh, it was going to be a link style course with no shade, and what are the fans going to do? It's already hot out there as it is. It was hot over there at, at four seasons. You know, you're, yeah. it's a mile between uh, each long uh, walk between hole, the, yeah. You know, so uh, so what was this going to be like? Uh, I do think that it 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 has some potential though. So I'd like to see it uh, go well. All right, Again, and with all of that, with with you know, we're talking about not a top field and all that, but but now you have some golf purists going. Why in the world would you give an exemption to Tony Romo? Why would you allow him that spot oh, rather than you know someone what? who has earned it? You know what? I would say that they can go stand out in the lack of shade. That's what they can do. <laughs> wow, you're so vile. <laughs> because here, here, here's the deal. And and look, there's times mm-hmm. the Tony Romo Mavs thing I thought was a big stupid joke. I, 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 I kind of was a big stupid joke. But – 
People are going to show up to watch Tony Romo play golf. That's why they're having him out there. Exactly. And so yeah. if you don't like that, he's not taking away let, – let, let's let's call this what it is. He's not taking a shot away from anybody who's got a realistic shot to win the tournament. Whoever was going to get the 156 spot is not, was yeah. not going to he's come in and win this tournament. He's not taking a spot away from anybody who's going to draw a crowd short of their immediate family. Because you don't have a great field in this either that Correct. has a lot right. of big names. So if Tony Romo goes out there and plays the first two the first two rounds, great for him. And I, all I want is for Tony Romo to announce on the first tee box what he's going to shoot for the day. Wow. So that we know at the end of the day exactly what he will have shot. <laughs> because he's very smart about this. Nostradamus. Romostradamus. <laughs> Romo Stradamus. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. I And I have to give the, the tweeters some credit. Yesterday I wrote a little story about the Rangers' new scoreboards and how they will be produced by Dactronics. Mm-hmm. And I got many tweets from people who said that they would actually prefer if it was produced by Romotronics. Romotronics. Yeah. They did not. Yes, no, they did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And the DAC, I don't know if people are aware of this, the DAC in Dactronics is actually Duck because it's for Dakota because yeah. they're based in in one of the Dakotas. Well, that's actually DAC's real name, too. Well, I know, but it's for the state, not for the player. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not. He would, if he went by his full name, he wouldn't be called Dakota. Are these boards Dakota. from North Dakota or South Dakota? Because that makes a difference. You know... Are you going to look that up I'm now? We're just like lumping them together. That's very oh, dismissive. We've re- they're, they're in South Dakota. The they're in Brookings. This Brookings, is, South Dakota. The quality of this podcast is really plummeting. I know that right well, now. Well, when you start with the idea that it's a smorgasbord, <laughs> which is basically saying, look, we got nothing to make a full podcast, so we're just going to ramble on about it. Well, we had a lot of things to cover here. What does Tony shoot the first two days? First two days? Mm-hmm. I think he's it, played professionally twice. And I think he's gone 79, 80, pretty much right there. It's the average on the two. Is it, is it really that but, bad? But he's played here, and he's actually, you know, he, he's a member there. Is he? Yeah, he's a member there, and he he's actually shot a 65 on the course. Oh, so he has played. But going out and playing with your buddies and doing a 65 is much different right. than in this setting mean, and not. It's not the same as when you say, hey, where was my ball? Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, yeah here it is. Right here. Uh, you give me, you give me this. You of the foot wedge. <laughs> yeah. You give me this. Easy three and a half footer. Sure, I'll take it. Have okay, you, I gotta have, say, I, I play but, golf pretty much like the president does. It's like, yeah, here's my ball right here. Here we go. I, I, you, I would say mid. <laughs> I would say seventy five to seventy eight both days. Really? I'm gonna, get, played, I'm gonna say better than that. I'm gonna say you can do. You can do. I'm gonna say he goes seventy two, seventy four. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Wow, that's optimistic. Um, have you played Stevens Park? Oh yeah, beautiful little course. You like it? Oh, it's great. Yeah, you know, the city went city went in and, and redid completely all, different all of changed its, the nines, yeah. all the courses. Yeah, you know, some of them they turned around. Yeah, so where you, you stand on the on the tee box and you're now facing downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a great view. You yeah, know, I haven't terrific. played golf in forever, and my spine is one of the few parts of my body that's relatively healthy. So I'm thinking about <laughs> screwing that up and starting <laughs> to play golf again. Uh, and Stevens Park is located really near the house, so I'm I'm looking uh, forward to going over there and playing it. You know, it's a short little. Will you course. play golf with me? Sure, I will. A lot of characters, yeah. great. Will you play that's golf? Where I grew up? Sure, that's where I grew up playing. Did you really? Stevens Park. Yeah, I yeah. used to go one summer. I was there like 
every day when I was on the golf team. It's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great little course. You know, they're it's all fun. Cedarcrest is really good too. Tennyson Park is really, Tennyson, uh, really Low good. Tennyson. Yeah, but Stevens, yeah. it's my neighborhood course. It's like in my neighborhood. Is it really that close to your neighborhood? Stevens is the shortest, and it's an older course, but in a lot of it has the most character, I think, of all the courses. A lot of elevation. Courses. Yeah, it used to be a place. It yeah. used to be where you could. It does more so than any. You could cut a corner on a par four and drive the green. Several not you, there Kevin. Like, that. A, like a golfer could. No, but a not golfer you. could. No, yeah. Actually, no. Now that was the only thing yeah. I could do back before I, you know, got to be an old man. Was I could hit the ball a long way. Not, not really good with my irons. But anyway, more elevation than most courses than any other of the city courses. I would say. I'm just digging living in. Yeah. Golf. Well, you know, it's just such a great area. Yeah. yeah. Kessler Park oh, is yeah. uh, beautiful. I'm area. just living, di- di- living, li- digging. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what the? I'm just digging living in Dallas. I got to tell you, <laughs> it is so cool. <laughs> what is? I'm just live digging, digging, living. The other day, the other day I took a walk across the, uh, I took a walk across the pedestrian bridge on, uh, on the Marge Hunt Bridge. Yes. Um, you call it the Marge? The Marge. Marge. The large Marge. <laughs> um It was great. I mean, it's, it's just it's fantastic. It's Margaret, I think, not Marge. We call it Large Marge. <laughs> Who is we? You a lot and Gina? of people. <laughs> Everyone he encountered on the walk. Marge is, a sh- is short for Marjorie, not Margaret. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and it, it's just a, it's a it's a lovely urban walk, um, and all the hiking trails over there, and then uh, the Kessler Park neighborhoods are just beautiful. Um, Kessler and, Park is a beautiful area. Yeah, and um, I, I got it now. You know, I I think I've mentioned this, but like the 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 Barrow House is like across the street from mm-hmm. where we live. Like, so I'm into Bonnie and Claude. So it's a big area. I yeah. mean, yeah, you can. Yeah. So it, it's 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 and it's cool. Just kind of learning the history of of an area I didn't, I really didn't spend any time in for twenty years that I was here. All right, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> As, as Brian said, Brian was either saying to wrap it up or he was saying that Evan was crazy. I couldn't tell which it was with a circular motion. I'm not sure. But at any rate, that is the end of our podcast and maybe our careers. I'm not quite sure. I have uh, a Bonnie and Clyde story for next week when we come back. Beautiful. A Bonnie and Clyde story. Do you story. have a Bonnie and Clyde story? You can't tell it now. Tied to my great-grandmother, yes. Let, uh, Knew them, yes. But go ahead. We'll, do, we'll say that for we'll next week. That we'll call that a tease well, in the last Because last week, he decided to tell a story right at the end of the podcast. We're trying to get out. TV, Channel 5 is waiting to go. And let me just tell you this story I got here. <laughs> well, children, y'all get around. Where'd that voice come from? <laughs> that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is how Kevin actually talks when we are off the when air. We're off the air. That is his natural <laughs> speaking voice. All right, everybody. From everybody in here to everybody out there, goodbye. Thanks for listening to this ballsy podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.